So we're on DM35. DM35. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but it's time. Damasi and Michael just talking tech. All right, show notes can be found at yourownpay.com forward slash DM35. Did you see in Google Drive that I have uh, up through DM50 in folders? Um, I did not see that. I, I saw your reference to it here in this Good. doc. I'm glad you didn't because I was afraid it was going to alert you and everyone else every time I made a change. I, I, I don't know how that works. I don't, pay that I don't know how that works either. I think the only notifications you get from Drive are if uh, somebody like inv- inv- share something with you. Uh, I don't think you get notifications every time you make a change. Right. I now have episodes from DM 35 through DM 50 in our team shared folder because the uh, process of recording an episode that we follow now is something that we need to systematize. So we're not sitting down at the last minute trying to figure out what the hell we're going to talk about and then uh, trying to come up with some ideas to fill a half hour of content for people who are looking to, you know, improve their productivity. And I figured if we started to keep uh, a system of potential future episodes and then put a Google Doc that says talking points in each of those folders, we can jot down some ideas and say, hey, cut, you know, that's long enough for this episode. We've been recording for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever after we edit it and then move the remainder of our notes into the next document. So I thought I could just copy one document from one folder and paste it into each and every one of the other folders in Google Docs. Didn't quite work that way. Had to end up going to drive.google.com, going into the team folder, which you use your shift tab to get over there uh, to find the team folder, hit enter, find the right team that we wanted, and then I went into the right folder. Uh, and then it went into each one, tapped the C key doc created and titled what I, what it was, and then closed that up, typed GP to go to previous folder, went down, uh, to the next one and did that. So <laughs> there's talking point oh documents now through episode 50. <laughs> if anyone else wants to do any more, let me know. <laughs> Rip could help automate I, that uh, process. I hadn't looked into you, it at all since they introduced it though. You have 15 episodes to figure it out for me. I really don't want to do that again. <laughs> Every other week, that means you got 30 weeks to figure that shit out. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Along with everything else is on the table. Right, right, right. Hey, but how are you keeping all that stuff straight? What are you doing right lately for project management? I'll just throw it into Doist. I don't know how you actually say the name of it. To Doist or To Doist, which is how voiceover says I've heard it, it To Doist. Yeah, I think that's how I, I think that's how it makes sense. Because I, I naturally jumped over to YouTube and started looking into workflow management or or, or different workflows that people have. To do is interesting though. I'm creating all new stuff that I'm that I'm you know setting up projects and tasks for into do it so I can actually get a feel for how it works. I haven't tried to attempt to migrate stuff out of OmniFocus, so there's still stuff there. But to do is interesting. First of all, congrats to the to doist team for the accessibility work they've done on iOS because I tried this app out twice uh, in the past. Uh, first, after hearing somebody mention it on a podcast and then later 
uh, probably six to nine months after that, when we were looking around for a collaborative task management tool. Uh, and both times I looked at it prior, like it was just, it was difficult to get off of the initial sign in setup screens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas now, like now that I'm, being said, it's not perfect now. No, it's not but... perfect, but geez, they made a lot of progress. Like I'm actually able to use it. You're able to use it now. You can add tasks to it. I love that two finger double tap to quickly add things. Uh, if you have your focus actually in the middle of the screen, that's something that I don't know if you figured out, but if your focus is in that top toolbar that has the, uh, productivity notifications and settings uh buttons if you two finger double tap it'll do the default action but if you put your focus in the uh search or below the search edit box or below and then you two finger double tap it'll add the task to what or it'll jump you into a quick add task to whatever view you're in so if you're in the yopn project then it'll Ah. add a new new task to that project or if you're in your inbox or not in a project it'll by default add it to your inbox Cool, cool. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's come along. It, it, like I said, it's to the point now that I think it can actually be my collaboration tool for sure uh, when it comes to needing to collaborate with people on projects because it's super easy to invite them uh, to it. A few things that I think need to be cleaned up a little bit when it comes to accessibility is if you are not a premium member and you're editing a Let's see what what was I doing the last time this happened. I was editing a task and I didn't know that the labels feature was a premium feature. So I tapped on labels because I wanted to put a label on this thing, which was going to be a website because it was something concerning uh, launching a new show with Mike. But the task itself was actually related to doing something on the website versus, you know, actually creating a fucking show or something. It was like. You know, we need to do something to the website. So I tapped on label and label is a premium feature. But what happens is voiceover's focus does not ever move. And I tried toggling it off voiceover, toggling it back on, doing all of that stuff, closing the app, reopening. And the only way I could get out of it was to actually force quit the app. You're not able to move voiceover to the screen where it's telling you that this is a premium feature and you have an option to either upgrade to a premium plan or dismiss it so that you can get back to editing the task and you can't hit cancel or do anything related to the actual task editing part of it because even though that's what voiceover is reading to you that's not where the app's actual focus is uh it's on that that notification about uh this being a premium feature uh and there's one other area i saw that similar behavior it may have been uh in the a couple of things i know that when you try to send a voice recording attachment that i I don't see a cancel button but it doesn't do anything so i suspect that if you have premium which i'm gonna probably pick premium up this week, honestly, just to play around with a month of it to see how that works. I just did it this morning. Productivity. I just what did was it. That? I said I just did it this morning because oh, I want okay. the beta to start because <laughs> I want the beta to start adding labels to stuff so that mm. I can say this is so one it'll help me filter stuff so it's just like okay you Build know custom views uh yeah so like uh you know anything related to your own pay dot com for example like I can pull up that tag and say okay we got to yeah. add a category for this show uh we need to do that to so know anything else that comes up that gets you know has that label put on it. Real quick, Justin McLeod reached out to me on Twitter uh, last week, and I wanted to thank him for his message. He asked if we could uh, suggest a collaborative uh, project management system. And, and he was asking questions about Trello. And we, I haven't. When was the last time you used Trello? It's been over a year for me since I've consistently used Trello. I would say the last time I tried to use Trello was probably around this time last year when we were investigating it for um, blind employment solutions. And uh, we ultimately decided that it was too much work, too frustrating. 
Oh, I forgot about that that interesting uh, <laughs> <tilt>. avenue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, 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 uh, I did jump into Trello today uh, to try to pull some feedback. If you guys have feedback, you can send them to us on Twitter or leave them as comments at youronpay.com forward slash DM35. Thank you. And um, we're going to set some automation stuff up for future episodes. I want to talk to you about that other hosts are doing. We'll, we'll talk about that later uh, in a future episode. But where was I going with that? Do you know? You opened Trello. Oh, I opened Trello to pull some feedback from uh, that we started to keep a year and a half ago when we were doing the show on a regular basis. And uh, we had a, f- a feedback list, I remember. And so one thing I can say is that it looks like what access was there in the past has not gone. I just think that Todoist, for the most part, is is going to be a lot easier, especially if you're an iOS user. Now, if you're a desktop user, that might not be the case. Todoist on the desktop uh, isn't really the best experience. Now, to be fair about it, um, I went to, I downloaded and installed the Todoist app uh, on the Mac, and I sort of expected one thing and got something different. So that's part of it. Like I may need to spend a little bit more time with this actual interface. One thing I don't like about it is when you're looking at a project or or your inbox, uh, for example, all your tasks are inside of a, you know, each task has its own little sort of table view. And sometimes a shortcut works and sometimes a shortcut doesn't work. And I'm not sure if it's a focus thing uh, or not. And the other thing I've noticed is that there are not really any buttons per se. There's just text. So, you know, when I want to go to a specific project, like I, I you know, finally just VO spaced on the name and, uh, you know, found out that's how you get it to uh, show itself, you know, show the actual project. But it's it's a little iffy when it comes to accessibility. It is, and, and I'm sure there's ways that they could improve it. There's some keystrokes that we'll link to in the show notes. Uh, one thing I can say, and I am definitely not good at navigating the desktop app either, is try proceeding the keystrokes with escape. And they even mentioned that in their uh, help documentation because you could be typing or in an edit form and trying to enter a keystroke and it's not working. So escape typically should get you out. Todoist, though, on the Chromebook that I've been playing with is... Not bad. It's a different experience. I've installed the Android app uh, through Google Play. I need to install the Chrome app because they actually have a Chrome app too and see which one I like better. The Android app reminds me a lot of the iOS app. So if I end up picking up an Android or getting an Android phone in the near future, I think I will be able to use Todoist on there with no problems. The one that I'm questioning and that I want to experiment with very soon is Windows 10. Uh, because if that works, then it's a viable solution we can tell people that is available on all platforms i think i need to play with the todoist.com website and see if it gives you a better experience than the application on the desktop uh so in safari on todoist.com it essentially to me looks exactly like the desktop mac app however the experience in chrome is a little bit different i just took a look at it very briefly this morning i didn't spend a whole lot of time in it uh i was trying to add the link and stuff for our uh recording session in source now there so i briefly looked at it in chrome i haven't done a lot of investigation there but i can tell you that it is a little bit different overview just at first glance. I did not actually install the Chrome app. I just went to, to doist.com uh, in Chrome. 
So uh, I should probably take a look myself at the actual Chrome app. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'll have my hands on an Android device uh, pretty soon here. And that was my intent too, was to try it out on Android to see how well it worked because the iOS version really has come a long way. Uh, tell, hmm? tell me what you're thinking about sub-projects. So how were you thinking they would work? So the way that I thought a sub-project would work, uh, and keep in mind, some of my thought process goes back to the way that I... You know, OmniFocus works mm-hmm. and um, also things for the brief time that I use that. I th- First of all, so we started out with a shared project, YOPN, for the Your Own Podcast yeah. Network. Uh, your Own Pay Podcast Network. I don't know. It should be two Ps, huh? Anyway. Your Own Pay Oh, it should be, should be. Anyway, we started with the YOPN project that I shared with you. And my assumption was when I went to go create a new project and I said, make this a you know, make the parent project or this the YLPN project. First, I assumed that it would automatically share the new sub project or child project of YLPN with you. It didn't. So I had to invite you to it. Uh, secondly, when you're looking at them, at least on iOS uh, for right now, and I, there may be some trick to it that I haven't figured out yet. I would I would have thought that I would be able to collapse any child projects. Uh, same thing with child tasks, like with, 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 uh, uh, subtask uh, that you will be able to collapse it down so you only see the main so I would just project. see the YLPN project right and not see the uh, what was the one I created I don't remember now anyway whatever the sub project was I created for <laughs> YLPN uh, that I would be able to collapse that because okay I'm taking a higher level view or stuff so I just want to see my main projects uh, I'm not interested in that sub project at the moment uh, I don't seem to be able to do that and same thing with subtask when you make a t- you know, a task, a subtask of something, mm. I would expect to be able to collapse those uh, so that you only see the main task. And then if you tap on it or, or do a gesture or something, it would, you know, expand it out so that you can see all the things that are up under that task. And there should be some type of indicator that there are actual subtask or sub projects mm. here. Uh, now you can collapse your projects list and your tags list. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, so I saw that. How to do and, that and, in um, the same aspect. Right. That's exactly why I sort of yep. really expected it to be there. And then that also leads to me suspecting that that probably is possible. And it's just right now sort of an accessibility issue of us not being able to see it with voiceover, I think may right. actually be more of the problem because you're right. If you can collapse the uh, labels view and collapse your projects view and your filters view uh, in the main screen of the app, uh, it would follow that you would be able to collapse sub projects and subtask uh, the same way. And not only that, but there's a few other accessibility quirks that we've noticed to uh, completing projects or tasks. <laughs> have you figured out that yet? Because I have not figured out how to. You if, just. If you complete a project in the inbox, it disappears from the inbox. Yeah. Which is, it makes sense. So, and here's, the, and you're right. If, if you do it there and if you do it, because I completed a task, uh, but I was looking at the assigned to me view. One of the nice things that I do like about Todoist and its collaboration is not only the ability to share an entire project with somebody, but the ability to assign things to a person. So if I create a task and I think this is something that Mike needs to be focused on, or if I go edit a task uh, that is there, I can say, well, this is Mike's job, so I'm going to assign it to Michael, which lets Mike know that he has something that I expect for him to do or is expected for him to do. Uh, versus just sort of those verbal agreements sometimes that you make and then you forget <laughs> that you were the one that was supposed to do this thing. I'm guilty of that all the time. 
I, I think we all are in, in this day and age, and that's why the importance of project management and systems is is very important nowadays. And one thing I discovered yesterday, it, well, I knew you could do it, but I haven't played with it that much, is you can set up launch center actions to drop you into specific views inside of Todoist. So if you're like, I only want to see what I need to work on for blind employment solutions, I can jump right into those projects, which you have that ability with OmniFocus. And I think to an extent with things, I didn't play with things enough, but things three is a pretty good app too. Uh, if you're looking for something that's accessible, then you can check that out as well. But I think that's going to be a powerful way to, with shortcuts and actions, be able to build a menu to quickly jump me into figuring out what projects I want to work on. And now that I know that if I set it to my assigned to me view, I can jump into YOPN and look at the assigned to me view and hopefully my projects will disappear when I mark them complete or my tasks will disappear when I mark them complete. Yeah, they do disappear out of that area. So that's yeah. one way of knowing that they're completed. Also, I think if you just sort of, uh, have faith that if you swipe down um, with the action, that's another good thing they did too. They did add a lot yeah. of voter uh, yeah. actions in there. Swipe down to complete double tap. Um, it doesn't say mark. It, yeah, that that thing, would be nice is to have to have a have voiceover read the indicator again. I think it's one of those things where visually is there. Uh, they mm. just need to kind of tweak it a little, tweak the voiceover view a little maybe, bit. Maybe say name of the task complete after like the color changes or something. Yeah, so if red add the word complete to the end. Of yeah. Something know, like that. Or, or, you know, whatever, whatever their visual indicator that a task is completed yep. is, you know, yeah, fix that. You know, if this, then have voiceover read this statement, uh, type of thing. Uh, but another thing that I'm interested to see if it's going to work as well too is the ability to set up filters so that I can say if something is assigned to me and is, you know, BES or is also, you know, YOPN. So you kind of get to narrow down those views. So if you're working on something specifically in a specific area, you can sort of focus on that area without seeing too much clutter. Uh, now, one thing I will add is when you're adding a due date to a, pro to a task, I don't know if you figured this out, but if you, if you add a date, so you select tomorrow or you select an actual day in the calendar view that you see, and then you scroll the calendar so you're on the first screens, like where you'll actually see the shortcuts for tomorrow or next week, uh, there's a save button that you can choose that is not there until there's a date in the edit box. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So uh, that was something that took me a minute to figure out. But once you figure it out, it's like, oh, okay, so I need to choose a day or and then scroll back up to find the save button because the save button for a voiceover user, you don't find in the top right corner like I initially thought it you would. I don't remember what button's right there, but it's not safe. It's like a done button or something. No, it's like go to today. Or oh, or yeah. Now, speaking of go to today, uh, the last AOTD that we released, 20, well, that I released, we released, whatever I want to say, 23 came out and it, uh, was talking about an app that you and I are pretty familiar with, Fantastical. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's natural language processing or the natural language processing inside of Todoist is pretty familiar. Yep, it really is. It really is. And that was going to be my next point that I was going to bring up, too, is like I like the ability to in the quick ad just type out, you know, the name of the task and plus sign will give you the date, 
uh, at will give you a label. Uh, again, you have to be a premium member for labels. And very quickly, like this, some, some of the stuff that I figured out, you have to be a premium, premium, uh, subscriber to actually take advantage of our labels. So, uh, think of labels as in other systems like, uh, OmniFocus now and things, uh, for a long time would be tags. That's how I think about them. Filters. Again, if you're a OmniFocus user or have been an OmniFocus user or familiar with that, filters would be sort of your custom perspectives. Another feature is notifications <laughs> that you don't get. You're not a premium <laughs> member. You cannot set up reminders is what they call them. Uh, excuse me, notifications and to do are what you get you can set those turn those on so when somebody invites you to a project or shares a project with you or makes a comment on something that you're sharing with them uh you're you're able to get those notifications reminders are what you're used to when it's like hey remind me to you know i got this task coming up i want to be reminded about it at this specific date you don't get those if you're not a paying member uh so like the defer and tell time. Yeah, which well, is a little weird yeah. to me, but you know, okay, I guess they got to make their money somewhere. Now, to but, be fair, it's not crazy expensive either. Uh, three ninety nine a month, a uh, thirty five, thirty six basically. Yeah. Uh, four dollars a month if you go month to month, or thirty six dollars for the whole year. So like Mike said, it's not too expensive for you to get into to try it out for 30 days to see, am I going to, one, do I need all these features? Two, is this really going to work for me and get the full experience? If, if it's determined that it's a good system, but I don't need to pay for it, then you don't have to pay for it anymore. Whereas uh, OmniFocus, you know, like a lot of people have pointed out to me, which now you do get a free 14-day trial, I think. Right. Uh, but as people pointed out to me in the past, it's like, you know, you got to go drop 40 bucks on an app before you decide you actually want to use it. So I don't know if you knew this, Demasi, but in the quick ad, you can actually type something like uh, take out the garbage every Tuesday at 5 a.m. And then you hit add and it will automatically format your reminder and then you hit done. So you don't even have to use the number sign or the plus sign. Oh, cool. Yeah, that that is nice. I, I saw that. I was looking through some of the help documentation uh, last night and I, I saw that feature. I hadn't used it yet. Uh, yeah. But that that's also so super. You can build some creative actions. Oh, and another one of our favorite apps, side note, uh, uh, yesterday or the day before, Twitterific dropped a uh, update with enhanced shortcut support. Enhanced shortcut support. I saw the update. I gotta check that out. Yeah. <laughs> Still using Twitterific, folks. I, I know Twitter yeah, is slowly killing off the third party apps, but I'm riding with the with the. What is their logo? Oh man, don't get me started on that. Have you seen some of the shit they're doing with Crowdfire? Oh man, yeah. Oh man, I am not happy with that. And I just resubscribed to Crowdfire literally the day before all that shit went down. Oh man. Yeah, I am not happy. Anyways, <laughs> uh, if you guys want to know more about Crowdfire, we'll link to an episode at youronpay.com slash DM35. We'll talk about this next thing, uh, in next week's, uh, next episode. You see what the next thing is? Airtable. Yeah. Have you played with it yet? No, I have been meaning to because it, it seems to be a pretty powerful database sort of management system. So, yeah, we'll talk more about that next week uh, or next time because I have some experiences with it. And that's all I got for today. What about you? Hey, that's it, man. Check out Todoist if you're looking for either a new task management system because you're not happy with what you have or you're just looking for something a little different. Just to briefly add, one of the reasons that I have been so interested in Todoist uh, over the years and the reason I tried it twice before this third time when Mike said, hey, it's accessible and it works, <laughs> is the fact that it is a web service. So it opens itself up to being automated and, and interacted with through services like IFTTT, Zapier. Uh, probably Google Apps, App Script. Who knows? Uh, 
but that that very open possible. API access is what really makes it also very very interesting to me, and it may it may end up pushing OmniFocus off my devices uh, for that reason. If we can get this desktop access sorted yeah. out, yeah. So we'll talk more with Todoist about that. Feel free to drop your comments in the show notes. And I'm at Payon P A Y O W N on Twitter. He is at Damasi D A M A S H E. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com. Yeah, but your own pay. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, PP. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yo, PP in what? <laughs> in show. <laughs> we can just go to Europe. Oh man, that got off category or off target. Man. So. <laughs>